Welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubinstein. Conversations between Gavin and the people he believes have trailblazed by thinking outside the box in their field, industry, or even just in his office. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sydney, the king of LA, Mr. Josh Altman. What's up? How, How are, are you, doing, my brother? All right, good, good. Just, you know, powering through it. I think I'm on my uh, 17th coffee in two days. Not because Australia has the greatest coffee, even though they do. We do, definitely, 100%. But also because I need it. (laughs) You just got in, right? So, yeah, we got in yesterday trying to work, you know, here and also still work back in the States. And, uh, you know, the time difference is insane. Good news is right now, everyone's sleeping. So, the phone will be pretty quiet right now. Although my assistant's still texting me. And so, it's got to be about one in the morning. (laughs) Josh Flagg, everybody. Hello, sir. How are we all doing? You all good? You're very well. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey. <sighs> you have we a good day? Where were you? Started. You ready? Where were you last night? What was last night? I don't even remember. We had a good dinner. We oh, missed I you. I slept a little I slept all night long. I was exhausted. <sighs> he got in the van and uh, he looked at me. He said, dude. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, no, man, we're about to have a great meal. He's like, uh-uh. I'm out I, of here. He's like, I can't even talk. Can you please tell them I'm done? Because I'm so done. Yeah. And I was like, no, you tell them. Then I left. <laughs> and then he left. I haven't seen him until right now, literally. Oh, so you um, miss Mimi's today as well? I missed it. I slept all day. No, excuse me. I got. I didn't get out of bed all day. I got all the work done. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. That's a, that's a productive day. Yeah. So tell me food. Oh, I thought I got the cheese and crackers and I honey thing. You got it too? I ate it. Oh, all right. I thought it was special, but I guess everybody in the hotel gets that. No, it says from the general manager. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of like when we send real estate cards out yeah. to people saying we have someone to list who wants to see your house. It's the same. <laughs> oh, we, we got a buyer for your house. They didn't even know who you We were. got a buyer. Same exactly. shit. Same shit, different industry. Yeah. On cheese and crackers, what's the best restaurant so far in Sydney? Because you've done Mimi's, Catalina. Josh, you've only done one. Yeah, so that's um, the best. <laughs> so, but but so Catalina was pretty good, right? No, we had a great time with you at, uh, at Catalina. That was great. Fantastic. I, I think for pound for pound food-wise, that was Catalina. pretty pretty unstoppable. Yeah. Mimi's was phenomenal today. I did the uh, the caviar bump. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. You missed some good I stuff. You got you to get that before you leave. Yeah? I literally just had the cheese and crackers today. <laughs> That's why in such good shape. Yeah. Gents, I'm going to be quick because I know your time's limited, right? Oh, good. I want to um, chat about the practice side of things, the craft side of things, because I think the world knows your story, right? You've you both kind of been on camera your whole lives. We were having a conversation last night about your wedding. I mean, your wedding was filmed in your when your child was born, they were filmed on camera. So I think people know your story. Yeah. I'm more interested in, in the kind of craft side of things and what you've done to be the best in LA from a real estate perspective. Like if I was to chunk it down to say three, I don't know, rules or principles you've built your business on, what would they be? Number one, you got to be an expert in your craft. Right. Product knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Uh, you got to be the best of the best. You got to study it. You got to, you know, it's, it's look, when people kind of half-ass stuff, it just doesn't, I don't get it when you're doing something for a living for your life. You got to be all in. You got, you got to be all in. And so uh, studying the inventory, being an expert, studying the market, what's going on with the market. I mean, these people are trusting you with the biggest investment of their entire life. So for me, it's because it's be an expert, hustle nonstop. What's your definition of hustle? Uh, 24-7, just nonstop working. Uh, you be, be obsessed with what you do. Yeah. Obsessed. 
And so it's not, you're, I, you know, it's, it's tough to call it work because it's more of an obsession. And then lastly, you got to have fun. You got to love what you do. Yeah. And that's, those are the three for me. What about you, brother? I mean, for me, it's just knowing everything about every single house. You know, I've, I'm a fourth generation Los Angelino, so I guess <laughs> that helped. But I love what I do. And so I know everything about every single house that's on the market, that's not on the market, anything that hasn't traded since the 60s or 70s, I still can tell you everything about that property, you know, and I'm obsessed with it. I know every single house in LA. That's that's, And when you have that kind of knowledge and you go on a listing appointment against somebody else, it's kind of hard for that person to compete with me because I can tell them things that they don't even know about their neighbor's properties. And that right. impresses them and it translates. And then I think that just, you know, I think 99% of the business is done by 1% of us. You so know? true, everywhere. So, there's, yeah, and there's a reason for that because those, you know, this 1% of us really understand our craft and really are good at it. And I think that it's also important to keep great relationships with the other of that 1%, those brokers, because, you know, buyers, they come, sellers, they go, but the brokers that you work with all the time, they're not going anywhere. So yeah. if you don't have a great relationship or a great rapport with them, you're not going to have that upper hand when you're trying to get a deal done with them. And there's 99 other people competing to get that same. Uh, offer through, you know, 99 other multiple offers on the property, you're going to get the property because you've established that great rapport with them. So it took me a while to get there, but I did. So product knowledge, relationship with other brokers, and what would your third be? I can only think of two. <laughs> but I think what he said was important. It t took him a while to get there. It took me a while to get there. People see us, you know, closing deals, crazy deals. They watch, you know, million dollar listing and see, see these deals close, of course, in an hour of television. But a lot of people forget. I mean, the it, flag's been a realtor since what, you were 12. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 11 and a half. literally, I mean, my wife's been a realtor since she was 16. I've been in the business one way or another, either financing houses, flipping houses, or selling houses for over 20 years. Right. It's, it's, this is not like overnight success. Sure. As you know, yeah. So, so I'm hearing product knowledge, key relationship with brokers, and time compounding, staying at it, like hang around at the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a cut, right? What's the biggest lesson you've learned in the last 12 months? I'm sorry to press you boys. I know you're jet lagged. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Just for context, uh, these guys just got off a flight 24 hours ago. Don't get married to somebody four months into meeting them. <laughs> <laughs> that is gold. That is, and that's so true. That is so, so. Oh, you can follow best. up. That's good. That's good. I'll take that. Oh, man. How do I follow up that? Uh, you know, look, every deal is a learning experience, which is, you know, you, you, you got to go through the motions. There's going to be the highs and lows of a deal really to understand that you need to continue learning even after you've been in the business for over 20 years and even though you've done billions of dollars of real estate sales, keeping your mind open key, to learn new key, ways. Key. And uh, I think that's important. And, you know, look, we'll regroup after every deal we do and uh, we'll try to really dissect it and look at it and see, you know, why we won, how we approached it, that type of stuff. When you lose, do you dissect that? Because personally, I, I mean, when I lose a listing, I don't. I'm just kind of like there are horses for courses and I wasn't for that person. But I agree with you when I when I do well in a negotiation, I will kind of revisit that in my mind and apply it in the next one. Yeah, I look, I you know, I'd like to say that we, you know, really study when we don't win. But as you know, it's it's a numbers game when we're sure. selling, you know, almost $4 million of real estate every day of the year. It's like, if you don't get something, you you look at it for that second, you're like, wow, to the next, why did I not get it? But you're you're already on to the next. So you, you try to. And I think just in life, you always learn everything from your mistakes and uh, from your losses, you learn more than from your wins. And, uh, you know, so you try to do, approach it that way for sure. 
And just you guys, I mean, when you talk about relationships with other brokers, initially when you started out, it was a little bit rocky. I mean, you didn't love each other. Now you love each other. I can tell like in a weird way, just hanging out with you yesterday. When you are pitching against each other in a listing, <laughs> do you go at it together? Is this like kind of unspoken language or just like Josh and Josh, baby? We have kind of like a, like a, I don't want to, it's kind of a pack that if we're going against each other and we know that we're competing against Double each up. other, we're going to team up on it. It's kind of a, you know, it happens every once in a while and, and it's just kind of an unspoken rule. Like, yeah, if you, like 10 years ago, if you would have asked me this question, I would have said, yeah, I would have fuck him over in one second. Yeah, I'm you guys wanted to kill each other. Him. Yeah. And vice versa. But now it's like a, it's just, we, first of all, we know there's, if they're interviewing 10 people, we know that the likelihood it's going to go to either him or myself. Right. So why take, you know, why we can either flip a coin or we can just go for it and split it. Why not? Yeah. And we have fun while we do it together. So. Yeah. And it's, it, it's also, I think at the end of the day, if someone asked me yesterday, they said, uh, you know, how did you go from enemies to friends? I, and I said, look, you get to a, a certain level of success in, in business and in life. And uh, I, I think we appreciate each other's competition, right? So it helped us get to where we are because it keeps you on your toes and you need people like that in your life. You need people like that in business. Like and a high so, tide raises all boats, right? Yeah. yeah. So that I, I, you know, I think at this point it's, it's, it's all about respect. Like, yeah, are we going to take digs at each other? Of course. And I, I do say this, you know, a lot changes in your career when you can understand that no deal is going to make or break you. Yeah, I love that. There's also things like, you know, for instance, if we go on an appointment against each other, I admire things about him that he can do that I can't do. And I'm sure there's vice versa, things that I can do that he can't do. You and compliment so each other. If when you're feeling out the client and you can hear the questions they're asking or you can hear what they're looking for. And if you know that, like, let's say that's not my strong suit, I'll immediately know that if I know we're both going against each other, I'll call them or vice versa. You know, it's just something you can tell. If it's if it's a listing, for instance, that it's like, you know, a house in the flats or an older family that's been in the, you know, hasn't been on the market in 40 years. And I know that I've just killed it and nailed it. Like I'm going to go for it for myself. It just depends on what the product is. You know, if he's in the Bird Streets or Truzo or whatever, and it's some contemporary glass box or whatever that, you know, that I can't compete with or something. <laughs> no, it'll get bad in a bad way. Just It's just something I can't. It's not my product. It's not what I know. Sure. You know, I'm going to say, okay, well, you know, like I, I have an idea. And then it just depends on what the what it is. It's for sure. situational. For sure. How's um business changed since you've had a family? Two kids, beautiful wife. J.I.? Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, it, look, it's it's definitely changed for the better. I think there's a different type of motivation inside you when you have kids. It's tough to explain. When you go through it, you understand it. The best part of my days used to always be my deals, right? Sure. That's definitely not the top part of my day anymore. It's, you know, it's being with my kids, my family. Uh, so, but even though that's not, you know, that's not number one, it's a close two and a two, it's now way more than it's ever been because there's a different approach. I mean, I'm building a legacy for my kids and there's a whole different approach when you do something like that. Everything I do is for them. It's not for me anymore. You get, you get uh, very unselfish when it comes to having kids and you know, I'm lucky enough to be married to uh, my CEO, my brother's my business partner. You know, it makes it easier. A lot of people would say, don't get into business with your family. Some people say that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in business with your brother. Correct. So, you know, it's, the, you know, the best thing in the world when you can trust somebody literally 100%. Especially in this business, right? It's very doggy dog. Um, you want Ace to be a real estate agent like that or what? 
Oh yeah, both <laughs> both Ace and Lex, and uh, yeah. So they'll get through about six, seven years of school, and then we'll we'll pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> no need for but that. But then that would be the same level that Flag came out of school, so it's fine. Thank you. And and on that, yeah, he hasn't done too bad. What's your motivation, JF? What's kind of what what motivates and inspires you at this point of your career? You've you've kind of hit all of Mount Rushmore, right? What's what what excites you to do it? What I'm doing literally every day. Nothing's different today than what I did ten years ago. I just I love making deals and I I love getting listings, closing the deals. It just it's it's just what makes me happy. So I'm not looking for anything else. It's you know I've hit what I what I want. I'm not like oh this is my next goal. I've, I've achieved my goals. Drives your energy. What's one thing you can't live without? Uh, one thing I can't live without. <laughs> uh, oh my God, where do you want to start? Uh, probably just a lot I collect a lot of antiques and furniture and design and things like it and and things like that that you know that you are unreplaced you know there's no value to them you can't replace them those are things that are really special to me I mean I'd be devastated if anything happened to them that sounds weird it sounds like I'm talking about possession but <laughs> I mean, I mean horses would, that's horses. my collect like people collect coins people collect cars people you know what's my thing I collect you know yeah mid-century furniture and things like that yeah right and on that between both of you what's the preference cars planes or boats Cars for me. Yeah? Jay? I'm yeah. not a boat person. I really don't care about boats. Yeah, all of them for me. Yeah, me too. All of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you had to pick one out of the three. Uh, I mean, plane for sure. I love planes, for man. Sure. Yeah. Why yeah. are they so expensive? I fucking love them. The best day of a boat yeah. owner's life is the day you buy it and the day, day you, you sell, sell it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I'm with that. Yeah. But I like I like to chatter them. For me, though, it's, it's, the, it's you know, obviously besides family, it's it's the phone. Cool. Can't live without the phone. I need that close deals on it all day long. You know, that thing is in my hand. Even when we're filming a million dollar listing, it's, you know, all hey, you can see in every scene, my phone is in my hand. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've got the same problem. It's, it's more than an obsession. It's kind of like a lifeline, right? Yeah. Guys, let's finish up on this. Cause I know you got to run question. I want to break up into two parts. First one is if you're a new agent, you're just starting out in the game. What is your advice to them in order for them to break through? Join a team, work for, don't be, you know, you're not going to, I would, I, even if you have to intern and work for free, go work for somebody who's big, who knows what they're doing. Sit like there. Like a name. Yeah, I think so. Or, and I'd say sit open houses. That's really important and meet buyers. I think that's probably my advice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think those are the two most important things, but also understanding that take the time if you're getting into real estate to understand one, what you need in order to survive in the first couple of years, uh, for myself, for instance, I didn't sell a house in the first six months of being in the business. Yeah, I noticed. I sold like one house in the first year, and everybody thinks they're going to do, you know, come in and sell a billion dollars of real estate, and it's just not realistic. So take the time to understand what you need in order to jump in it and achieve that first. And that might be a year or so of a salary that you have to make before you leave your job. I got a lot of realtors who kind of think they can, you know, have their day job and then also have a different job just to keep them afloat. I was like, uh, uh-uh, there's no such thing like that. So you got You just got to understand what you're getting into, and you know, of course, you got to love it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you said first up, right? You got to go all in. And then the second part, and we'll wrap on this, guys. If you're an experienced agent, you know what you're doing, but you're hitting your your head on a brick wall. You just can't break that seal. You used to you used to kind of be good, and you you've just lost that. Je ne sais quoi. You can't make it move. What is your advice Find to them? Find another career. Really? <laughs> I like that. Blind. What about you? Man, you know, there's going to be highs and lows in, in, in your career for sure. And, you know, sometimes you got to, uh, you know, you got to get away like Flag and I are doing right now. And if that means that you got to do that in order to refresh, you got to find what, what gives you a little reset 
you know, a lot of, replenish yeah, a lot of people look around for that and can't find it. Uh, you know, I found it down in, in, uh, in Newport beach where we're opening the Altman brothers, even though I'm still working, it just feels like I'm in a different place and it's an easy reset for me. So that's, 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 uh, that's what, you know, that's one of the reasons why we opened down there. I thought you were going to say you found it in Catalonia yesterday. <laughs> Jens, I appreciate your time and wish you nothing but continued success. Thank you so much. Hey, Thank you too, you. brother. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Appreciate always. it. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Box with Gavin Rubenstein. Subscribe now for future episodes.